What does it mean to be a vulnerable Christian man? Walking through life weak and powerless is not what Jesus had in mind for us. It's time to fight. It's time to get comfortable being uncomfortable. We are OB Sean, Brandon, and Shane, and this is The Uncomfortable Truth. Hello and welcome back to The Uncomfortable Truth. We are so glad to have you today, and we have a special guest sitting here. So normally this is only, this is only our second podcast that is live video. So normally when we have a guest, I can't just point at you and people, we just, we have to explain who you are, what your name is, you know, what you like, all those things. We actually have, have a visual representation of who somebody is to, today. So Sean's going to get into um, who this lady sitting beside me is, um, but I'm going to open this up in prayer real quick. Awesome. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for an opportunity to speak with someone who is serving you, Lord, and passionate about doing it. Lord, we pray that the, the words run freely and that uh, you are glorified and honored in everything we do. In your name we pray. Amen. John, I'm going to pass it to you because you're the one who met yes. this young lady here. So we are super excited to have uh, Anna Horst uh, today from uh, One Way Missions uh, down in Guatemala. And um, so we're not down in Guatemala. However, uh, she goes to Guatemala. You've lived there for an entire year. You're getting ready to go for three more years. Uh, I met her through a good uh, friend of mine named Johnny Pickett, um, who uh, introduced me. And um, Johnny, they go down there uh, to Guatemala. Johnny goes several times a year, but you stay there permanently, and uh, so, um, which is really cool. And uh, so you're staying down there years at a time, which is awesome, uh, impressive. And so we just want to really introduce, well, let Anna introduce herself and, and just uh, really understand how God's working down in Guatemala and just uh, to really just understand the inner workings of One Way, uh, what that organization is all about. And uh, so, yeah, we're super excited to have you today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, so I guess I'll just start out with um, how I got started in Guatemala. So sure. I graduated high school from Kilgore, Texas in 2019 and um, went to Guatemala that January. So I lived there for three months working with One Way, and that was just for um, the afternoon, so probably about four hours a day I would work with One Way. And, um, yeah, I just got to see what the Lord was doing through their lives and became passionate about serving the people of Guatemala. So the Lord put it on my heart to go back. And so I'm I'm going to interject and ask questions Mm -hmm. because I think uh, our listeners are going to want to know about your story, okay? Okay. So you have a high school kid that graduated in 2019. Yes. Did you immediately go to Guatemala? I went to Romania. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's hear yeah. about Romania. Okay, so we I got, we got a world traveler in <laughs> here. Yeah. Like I've never been to yeah. Romania or Guatemala. Yeah, and you look super young. So I'm, I mean, I'm impressed that you, you've traveled the world at, at a young age. Yeah. Okay. What, yeah. what was the driving force behind? So was this a summer trip to go to Romania directly after high school? No. So I went on a gap year. Um, so it's called the World Race Gap Year, and it's with Adventures and Missions. And so how it started was when I was a junior in high school. I started praying about what would be after high school, after I graduated, and I didn't feel like college was something that the Lord was asking me to do. So I um, just kept looking for other options and praying about it. Um, This trip called YWAM came up, and I talked to my mom about it, and she was like, absolutely not. So I was like, okay, cool. (laughs) So just kept praying about it, and this um, an ad popped up for the World Race Gap Year. So that's a nine-month 
mission trip and you go to three countries and it's just an opportunity to go and see what the Lord is doing around the world and also just have an opportunity to work with different ministries and serve them. So the idea of it is that you would go to these countries and you'd support the long-term missionaries to encourage them to raise them up and also be the hands and feet um, of Jesus because these long-term missionaries, they're doing this day in and day out. Um, every day they're there. And so to have people come in and encourage them, just like the power of the body of Christ. So did you have a friend that invited you to go to this? Or were you seeking, you know... That smiles may said like it may have been about a boy. Is there a boy involved? There's no no boy involved. Okay. There yeah. was twenty five girls and three boys. Okay. So wow. the way that it started was I signed up, applied, and I said, Jesus, if this is of you, you're gonna provide the money because it was eighteen thousand dollars, and I was wow. like, okay. there's no way I can do that. So just went through the process of it because I felt the Lord give me peace. I talked to my mom about it, and she was like, yeah. So I was like, hmm, that's interesting. So just kept going through the process of it. The first thing was going flying to Georgia which was the first time I'd ever flown on a plane alone it's not Atlanta Georgia or this is Atlanta yes you had to fly there okay yes yes. Atlanta Georgia so I fly there and we had a training camp so that's whenever I met the 30 people that I'd be traveling with that was Hmm. the first time I met anyone was there anybody from Hallsville in your group no no okay (laughs) someone from Tyler Tyler well there's a kid from Hallsville that I know that is similar uh did the similar thing with a gap year but Mm -hmm. I think he was is a program in the United States. Anyways, continue. Yeah. So, yeah, Adventures and Missions are based out of um, Georgia. So we flew down there and we had our training, which was sleeping in a tent for two weeks. It was very uncomfortable, but it was cool. <laughs> getting Can to be. meet all these people that um, had this a similar passion just to serve the Lord. And um, I went in thinking that I was going to change the world. Obviously, the Lord convicted me very soon. Two days into it, I realized that I was not there to do anything and that Jesus doesn't need me, but he wants to invite me into what he's doing around the world. So that was a very humbling experience. And then sleeping in a tent for two weeks is definitely a humbling experience. Yeah. Yeah. So I went home for a month, told my mom about it, and then flew back to Georgia. And a week later, I was in Romania. Wow. Okay, did you stay in Romania the full nine months of your gap year? or No. What, I stayed there for the first three months of it. Okay. So stayed there for three months, and we were there um, supporting a local church that was just starting. So they didn't have a youth group, and they wanted to have a place for young believers to plug into. And so we just walked around for six hours every day sharing the gospel and awesome. plugging them back into a community so that they had people to connect with. Wow. Awesome. You're obviously a very outgoing person because um, I'm going to tell you something. At a young age, um, even at an older age, a lot of people are terrified to to do anything like what you've done. They're terrified to go to Romania. They're afraid. Uh, they don't want people don't want to get out of their comfort zone. In fact, the devotional that I wrote this morning is is titled "Comfort Zone" because it's talking about getting out of your comfort zone, and that's where that's where I, f- I feel like a lot of people miss their blessing. Uh, that God has for them, because God aspires for us to get out of our comfort zone. Do you agree with that? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so to do that at a very young age makes me know that you're absolutely just positively a very outgoing person. And uh, that's pretty special. I think that's a gift. Do you? Yes. I, Uh, I I was just thinking, I was sitting here thinking, you know, was that hard for you to do that? Yes. Okay. I definitely... Um, I am more outgoing, but it's definitely very uncomfortable for me to talk to strangers, especially in Romania. They don't want to talk to you. They don't even want to look at you. And so 
um, yeah, I would agree with you that stepping out of your comfort zone is where I grew the most with my relationship with the Lord. Super awesome. Do you feel like the majority of Romanians are non-Christian? Yes, I would say. What is the primary religion there? Mm-hmm. Primary religion is Roman Catholicism. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. So your nine months of this this process, you went to Romania for three months. Mm-hmm. What was the next section? Guatemala. Guatemala. And then did you stay in Guatemala for the remainder? Or did you go somewhere else for I three months? I went to months? Ecuador for two weeks. We were supposed to be okay. there for three months, but we got sent home because of the pandemic. Okay. I think, you know, I've, I've not traveled out of country much, uh, but anybody that I talk to that has says it's a, a major culture shock and an eye-opening experience. Can you talk about, like, how the Lord changed your view of people in the world through that mm-hmm. process? Yeah, it definitely changed my whole life because going to Romania, I loved Jesus but wasn't ready to live my life solely with Jesus um, or sold out for Jesus. And so with going and meeting people who are totally different than me, come from different backgrounds, um, or just have a different culture, that opened my perspective to see um, just the beauty of the body of Christ and how we're all so different and then also the brokenness of people. So like seeing the brokenness of the United States, I've grown up with it. So I've become a little bit, um, um I don't know what the word would be, but it doesn't bother me as yeah. much as it should. Kind of numb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit numb to it. So going and seeing what other cultures um, struggle with or other cultures find joy in was huge to see how creative the Lord is. Mm-hmm. And it just, yeah, it really opened up. Did, my did it eyes. also make you think about how spoiled Americans wor- were? <laughs> yes. Are. I, I, yes. Yeah, are. Um, mm-hmm. I, I dated a, a girl whenever I was in college from Yugoslavia, and she would always say that uh, we were lazy. And I said, why do you always say that? She said, in Yugoslavia, we walk everywhere, everywhere. She was like, we walk to school, we walk to the restaurant, it's Friday night, we walk to here, we walk, she was like, we all, we walk everywhere. And she was, she said, she's like, I don't care if you got to go 400 yards, y'all drive. <laughs> <laughs> we used to record this podcast at my house, which mm-hmm. is in a shop about, what, 50 yards behind my house, and I would literally <laughs> wake up and drive down to my shop <laughs> not that's lazy funny. at all that's funny it's all perspective um, right but um anyway so yeah i think there's a lot of uh eye-opening experiences uh, obviously that you've had um so you know um so then you know i guess down in guatemala uh kind of take us through just a day-to-day type like you know you wake up in the morning what do you do throughout the day? I mean, when uh, you were there the first time. Sure. Yeah. So the first time I was there is very different than what I've done any other time. So being on this nine year or nine month gap year program, it was a lot about community, learning about how to invest into the community that you're living in and how to be the body of Christ. Um, so we would wake up and usually in the morning we would have a devotional together and then we would eat breakfast together and then we would head out for the day and so i well like what time eight o'clock okay yeah so pretty early what was was a normal breakfast it changed every day but my favorite breakfast was called chapin breakfast and that is a traditional breakfast in guatemala because guatemalans are called chapins if you're a girl it's chapina if you're a guy chapin okay so a chapin breakfast is beans tortilla chips and cream and eggs. Huh. Cream. Like, mm-hmm. like what kind of cream? Mm, 
I don't really like to think about it because it's kind of gross, but it tastes <laughs> really good. It's like sour cream, but okay. very liquidy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So we would eat We're that. We're going to have to look that up. Is it called, if you wanted to have it in the United States, would they call it Chapin? Or is that just kind of a nickname for a regular breakfast there? I, th- I think it's called Chapin Breakfast. Like okay. I think, yeah, but I don't know if you'd be able to find it around here. It's yeah. the breakfast for the Maybe people. Not. Yeah. Yep. So what's the closest large city to um to the t- mm-hmm. I guess where you're staying. Yeah. It's called Guatemala City. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. And easy, easy so that's now the capital. Um I thought I heard Johnny talk about it and um, maybe I'm dreaming is it Antigua. Antigua. Okay. Yes. Okay. So is that a long ways from Guatemala City city? No. So Antigua is the closest town to us, but it's not very big. So um Antigua and Guatemala City, they're about forty minutes. If there's traffic it's about two, three hours. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah. So, gotcha. yeah, we're close to Antigua City, about so a 20-minute bus ride. And do you ha- Okay, so it's bus ride. I didn't mm-hmm. know if you had a car while you were down there. Okay. No. So you eat breakfast, and no. you go out for the day. Yeah, so when I was on the gap year, my ministry was one way. So they were the local ministry that we, p- we partnered with. Mm-hmm. So in that time, we only worked with them in the afternoon. So I was actually the leader of my team, and so I'd be like, okay, girls. Why is that funny? It was just really hard, and they didn't <laughs> like me <laughs> sometimes. Oh, no. Yeah, so. That's a lot of le- le- yeah. uh, learning uh, life lessons mm-hmm. and uh, Being having a leader. to lead people. Yes. yes. Yep. We were the same age, and we're all women living together. Very okay. challenging. Yeah. Yes. So we would just go, and since we only worked with one way in the afternoon, we would have six hours to ATL, ask the Lord what to do. So we would go to a city, we would pick just a town, and we would ask the Lord, okay, what do you want us to do? And we would just listen to the voice of the Lord and go. We'd pray for people. We'd see people um, become healed by the Lord. We'd see people come to know Jesus. Um, And sometimes it was very discouraging. Sometimes it was very uplifting. ATL. Ask the Lord. I like that. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And that's bold. You know, it's very bold. Um, I can honestly say there's never been a time in my life where I've just gone to a city and said, uh, and just asked the Lord, Hey, what do you want what, me to what do? What do you got for me? Today? Yeah. What do you, it, what do you, yeah, exactly. And, uh, so that's pretty, uh, that's pretty awesome. You know, uh, it also makes me think I need to work on my faith a little bit. <laughs> I, think we all I mean, I'm like, wow, I, I need to be bold like that. Yes. Um, so, uh, that, that's really cool. I think when we do that, it's like, where should I go eat today? Yeah. So yeah. Like, ask the Lord. Yeah. Like, we yeah. going to Chick-fil-A today? Yeah. You know, uh, no doubt about it. So, very, very cool. So, what was the most, like, eye-opening thing or the coolest, I guess, God moment that you ever had? I mean, do you, is there anything that just really kind of stands out uh, in your mind? Uh, like, wow, I'll, n- I'll never forget when that happened. We went into this one city, and we uh, asked the Lord, "What should we do?" And this happened, and it was just um, it was unbelievable. I mean, really cool. Do you have a, Do you have one of those a time like that you can think of? Yeah. So the first day that we were in Guatemala doing ATL, me and my team were very confused. We we're like, mm, I don't know about this. And so our leader, the person that was leading um, us through this ATL, she was like. there's no pressure just ask the Lord and if you don't hear anything you don't hear anything if you feel like you hear something just speak it out and if it doesn't happen 
it's okay no pressure um but just really encouraging us to be bold in that and so me and my friend <laughs> we start closing our eyes and praying and asking the lord and she looks at me and she was like i don't want to say this <laughs> and so we we're very confused so she ends up saying okay i see a purple lady with a really big leg and she was like i want to say this so that I can be obedient to the Lord because I really feel like he's telling me to say this, but I don't know what's going to happen. So we just start, and another girl on my team saw a white house. So we start walking in the first white house we see. We knock on the door, and I thought that our leader would say it casually, just be like, oh, hey, how are you doing? And she just knocked on the door and was like, hey, is there a lady here with a big purple leg? And <laughs> they just looked at us with their mouth wide open, and uh. they were like, yes. And so she comes out, and there was this girl. Um, she's about thirteen, um, and so at the time, and so she comes out with this huge leg, like her right leg. She can barely walk because she has a clotted artery, uh -huh. and it's all purple. So we were like, "Oh, okay, Jesus." Wow. So obviously, the Lord desired for us to um, sure. connect with her, and it was really beautiful because we got to come back to her house and just pray over her all the time. Wow. And meet with her and read scripture with her and so created a beautiful friendship um wow. a beautiful relationship and sure. connection with her and that was really awesome just to be like okay sometimes i might get it wrong um but it's important to be bold in when we think that we hear the voice of the lord just going with it and um walking in conviction and in alignment with the father um, sure so yeah how cool yeah, is that he'll guide he'll guide your yeah, path and that was the first day right yeah so yeah. it's like god says yeah. i listen i know you may think this is a little crazy mm -hmm. but listen and follow me yeah. and like the 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 opportunity it's just really cool that the lord would be like i'm gonna go ahead and show you something right here yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah it's like believe in me yeah. and follow me it was huge that to think back on how if my friend was like yeah that's too weird for me to say if she hadn't said it you right, know what sure. would happen and so it just encouraged me to be like Jesus works in so many ways that I don't understand. So just be bold in it. Sure. And if I'm wrong, there's grace. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not, we get to receive the blessing of it and yes. see what's yeah. happening. That's super awesome. That's a neat story. That is very cool. Very cool. So you're there for, I don't know, four or five, six hours. Then what? Okay. So, so you're done. You're, you eat lunch, I guess, in this town. And, yeah, and then at, at the end of that day, I mean, do you – keep going y'all go back to your where you sleep yeah so in the afternoon um we would work with one way so that was our ministry okay so, so one way is made up of how many people i don't know the updated number but i would sure. say around 10 or 11 okay all right yes. and and how and they're you said they're local yes so okay. yeah do you want me to tell you about how they yeah. started okay yeah. cool i'm gonna Grab some notes. <laughs> so, okay, One Way started. Um, it's called One Way Community, and a guy named Bilson, who's the director of it, he started by taking some of his friends to a dump yard really close to where he lived, and they just started giving out plates of food. In, in Guatemala. In Guatemala. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then they realized as a lot more people were coming that they were traveling really far. And so, and this was in 2017. Mm -hmm. And so Bilson Ramirez, he was going there. Six um, years ago. Mm -hmm, yeah. And so they were doing devotionals. They were giving children and families um, who were working in the dump food. And so people started coming to receive this food and to hear about Jesus. Um, and so <coughs> the more children that began to attend, they started to realize that they would need to meet in a bigger place. And so they went to a 
um, soccer field in a village called San Lorenzo. And so now they get to meet literally in the middle of this um, of this town called San Lorenzo. San it's a small village. San how, how many people do you think live in San Lorenzo? Just a guess. A thousand? Mm, I, I really thousand? don't know. Okay. I really we don't know. Google yeah. it. Search San it up. San Lorenzo, yes. Mm. Um, yeah, and so they just continued to working and working and building relationships in this community, and then they transitioned working full-time in San Lorenzo. So they are there pretty much every day, um, Monday through Friday, and a lot of times on the weekends too. And So the 10 or, 10 or 11 or 12 mm-hmm. that Bilson started – recruited, mm-hmm. um, had a heart to sh- share the Lord and feed people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how, how are those people supported? They are, so in 2019, they became a formal Guatemalan NGO um, ministry. And so they have legal status um, to develop humanitarian programs. So that happened in 2019. And just recently, they were able to um, open up One Way US. And so now they're able to um, get funding from the United States through that. Mm -hmm. Like a a a nonprofit, Mm -hmm. 501c3. Okay, so we're going to funnel American monies to this organization in Guatemala. Mm -hmm. So do they have a website? They do have a website. Okay. Do you know the website? I can give it to you at the end of this okay <laughs> yeah, yeah no, problem. Mm-hmm. no problem no problem yeah. cliffhanger there yeah mm-hmm. I, I don't want to say it incorrectly so okay <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yep yeah but so one way community exists one way community u.s exists to support these um guatemalan missionaries who are serving in san lorenzo every day um as they are serving this community to break the cycle of poverty um, through a ton of different programs that they have. Um, so, yeah. Very so cool. you you were done with your, your nine months or your, your gap mm-hmm. year uh, missionary or missionary support. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you been doing since then? Yeah. So during my time in Guatemala, the Lord just kept breaking my heart for his people there. And I asked him if I could go back. And when I had peace about that, I thought that it'd be maybe two weeks before I die, just coming to visit my friends at One Way. But I felt the Lord heavily press on my heart to go there and to serve with One Way full time. So a few months later, I moved there with one of my friends from my gap year team, and we served with them for four months. And so we got to be with them all day, pretty much every day, Monday through Friday, getting to see the ins and outs of what they do and the way that they just lay down their lives to serve the Lord um, and the people of San Lorenzo. And now they're also going to different communities throughout Guatemala. Awesome. Do you have friends down there now? Yes. I would say, yeah, I have um, most of my community is in Guatemala since I've been there um, in this past year. So 2021, I was in Guatemala more than I was in the United States. And so I would say I have um, a really good community there. And most of my friends are from one way. Sure. Um, yeah, I just think it's interesting, uh, to, for people to understand the culture around there. And, uh, there's lots of people in poverty, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, is it, are you ever afraid when you're down there? I would say I've never been fearful. There's times that I've been uncomfortable just cause it's so different. Sure. Sure. Uh, how long did it take you before you lear- started learning, um, Spanish? I didn't try for the first two times that I was there. Mm-hmm. So it took me, 
I've been learning for about five months now mm-hmm. and it helped because I was fully immersed in the culture. And so even though I wasn't trying when I was working with one way, mm-hmm. I was, cause I didn't think I'd come back. Um, I was with them every day and was only hearing Spanish and a lot of them don't speak English. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I learned. So you feel like you can communicate pretty well now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm jealous. <laughs> uh, I would love to love yeah. to learn how to Me too. Uh, speak Spanish. I mean, it's, just well enough to communicate, and um, so that's that's pretty pretty impressive. Very Did you cool. use any kind of apps or anything, or no. any kind of training? You were just you you said, "Hey, I'm gonna learn this and just immerse yourself in it." Yeah, talking to my friends was that's the way that I learned classes okay. and all the apps. They just don't work for me. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, you have to do it day in and day out. Mm-hmm. So, are there any other Americans that are that are or people from other countries that are going to be serving mm-hmm. with you when you go back? You're planning to go back, right? Okay. Yeah, so I'm going back. I don't currently work with One Way, but with One Way, they do have, um, they take, they receive um, short-term mission trips. So your friend Johnny, who you were talking about, yeah. he takes trips um, a few times in the year, and he'll bring people from East Texas to go yeah. and serve in Guatemala. So um, a one like one week mission trip here and there, they're actually about to go, I think, next um, month. And so they do receive... Uh, short-term mission trips um, teams that come and will serve with them and they help with all of the organizations um, and the different programs that they run okay so you living there when are you heading back hopefully in may okay the second week of may okay so when you go back will there be any you're going to be like a long-term mm-hmm. correct yeah i'll be long-term with the um, organization from that gap year that i mm-hmm. worked with so it's called adventures and missions but we um Work with one way or directly with one sure. way. Yeah. Yes, that's very cool. So, so do you have up. a specific job that that something that you're going to be working on? Yeah, I will with Adventures and Missions be doing working with our church activation team. Okay, and so that looks like activating the faith of believers, whether that's with pastors, the congregations of churches, um, or just young believers who are ready to um, know more about who Jesus is. But okay don't really know how to learn or have the resources um, to learn more about who Jesus is. Um, so whether that's like giving Bibles or sitting down and having Bible studies, um, any way that we can encourage and activate the faith of believers. When we're in churches, that looks like teaching them to get out of the walls, I right. mean, the, the walls of the, the church building. Um, and then the other thing I'll be doing is with the gap year program. We mm-hmm. have gap year students coming through every um, some from September to May. I will have a team, and every day they'll come with me, and we'll just ask the Lord where to go. And okay, I so you'll be the one that says, hey, we're going to do ATL. Mm-hmm, yeah. And, and they're so going to be like, what is that? Yeah. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, you're yeah. going to say, there's this one time with this story about a girl <laughs> with a purple leg. Mm-hmm, yeah. And so I'm Pretty really impressive. passionate about in pouring into people who are right out of high school from the United States. And so for the time that they're with us, I'll just be discipling them every day and encouraging them in their faith and in that, we'll have opportunities to help build houses, put in stoves and water filters and just different things like that. But my main focus and main heart is discipleship and activating the faith of believers. Very cool. It's so important how you get into um, these kids at a young age. Um, you know, um, one of the things I do uh, at my at my career is I, I mentor new agents. And uh, I always talk about social conditioning and how from the time we're born, 
I feel like God made us to, to, to be eagles and to fly above the storms. And along the way, we get uh, socially conditioned. We get our eagle feathers plucked, and uh, we end up ducks swimming around on a pond and getting in our comfort zone. You know, we get comfortable. And, uh, and I, don't, I just don't feel like there's any blessing being in your comfort zone. I don't feel like that God uh, aspires for us to stay there. I don't feel like he wants us to be there at all. And I feel like but we, you know, we are socially conditioned to be just comfortable and just to barely get by or whatever. And it sounds like even in Guatemala, a lot of these people, their comfort zone is poverty. You know, they're, they're, they're just like, okay, we're just going to get by because this is all we've ever known. This is all our mom ever knew and all of our dad ever knew and all of our grandparents ever knew. So it's like, how do you get in there and break that cycle? You know, and I, and I feel like it really starts at a young age. And also, uh, you know, with you and in, in bringing these people uh, from, uh, you know, out of state to come in and work for organizations like One Way uh, at a young age and helping them to get down there and get them motivated. And, um, you know, the world needs more people like you. And I think what you're doing is awesome. It's uh, you're doing obviously uh, work for the Lord and um, and he uh, is showing up, you know, in your life and and encouraging you through, um, you know, uh, his spirit and, you know, visions of uh, these amazing things that are happening while while you're there. And uh, it's inspiring to me, and I think it's awesome. And I just I commend you for, uh, for doing something very special and following God's will for your life. Um, I think that's awesome. So yeah, That's very encouraging. Yeah, very awesome. So, Anna, we talked about kind of your journey of after high school, um, your GAP program, and then kind of working your way back to Guatemala. The Lord is definitely speaking to you, right, to, to go back there. How has he revealed himself in order to for you to make those decisions in your life? Yeah, so at the end of my time working with One Way, I got reconnected with the staff of Adventures and Missions, and the Lord put it on my heart to um, do an internship with them. And so I had a meeting with them and asked them if I could come. And they told me that people who do internships, they really only let people come do internships if they have the heart and the intentions of moving there. So I was like, oh, okay. So if I'm going to come and be an intern, Lord, do you want me to come and move here? And I kept feeling the peace about doing that. And so anytime I make a big decision, I just seek the peace of the of the Lord. And if I don't have peace, I don't step into it. Um, so just asking the Lord as I went. Um, and he just kept opening the door. So with my mom saying yes again, that's a, a huge affirmation because she really wants wanted me to go to college. Um, and then a huge thing is fundraising. I don't believe that the Lord would be um, giving me the support if it wasn't what he wanted me to do. Um, I could be wrong, but I just prayed and I was like, okay, Lord, there's literally no way I could ever raise this money to go and to serve you. And so if this is something that you desire for me to do, I believe that you'll provide the money um, and the people to support me to to do this. And so that was just like affirmation, affirmation um, in people coming around me and supporting me financially and also through prayer. Very cool. Awesome. So there's there's two things that we're talking about here. I want to clear it up for the listener or the, or the viewer. The mission that we've been talking about, the boots on the ground, uh, delivering the meals, telling people about Jesus in Guatemala is one-way missions, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. And one-way missions U.S. Mm-hmm. So there's two organizations that do the same thing. One supports yeah. the other. And then the organization 
that you work for is called Adventure in Missions, correct? Yes. So for you guys listening out there, if you feel led to support uh, one way, if you want to support the boots on the ground, getting food to people, um, that's you would want to support One Way Missions. And we'll list their website in a second. If you want to support Anna, you can go to their website, Adventures and Missions, I'm sure, and find yeah. some way to support you there, right? Yeah. Yeah, I have a blog, um, and it's okay. at Anna Horst at adventuresandmissions.org, okay. and I will get the um, the website Link. for um, you at uh, One Way Community. Yeah, we'll put sure. the links in the description, so you can just click yeah. them and go there. Yeah. Is so there yeah, so the reason that I'm sharing, um, so even though I don't work with One Way. Um, to you this don't work day. for them. Yes. You mm-hmm. work with them, though. Yeah, yeah. so sure. I love them. They are like my family, and I've seen the Lord use them in so many ways. Um, and so the reason I am passionate about talking about what they're doing is because I want to get them as much support as they can, financial, but also prayer, people coming around them, people going down there and serving with them. Um, and so the reason I wanted to take the opportunity to talk about, uh, to talk about one-way community is just to get to just express what the Lord is doing through them to, um, yeah, just help bring them support. So, yeah. What's this? So both you great organizations, big time. Yeah. I mean. You mentioned, uh, Johnny, Johnny is a guy that mm-hmm. Sean knows that he's, they're about to head down there mm-hmm. to help mm-hmm. next yeah. week. Yeah. And how often do, and Johnny's local, Johnny's mm-hmm. uh white Oak or yeah, white Oak. area. Yeah. Um, how often do they go? Do you know? Um, I know that Johnny probably goes down there six times a year. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Does he help every time? Is that what yes. he's going down there for yeah. specifically? So I met him when I was working with One Way, and okay. so that's how we got connected, and he he asked me if I would come and share testimony about working with Did One Way. Did y'all meet in Guatemala? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, you're from Kilgore? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Pretty cool. Crazy. Yeah. Johnny, uh, he's also bilingual, mm-hmm. and uh, I know that, that that helps tremendously whenever people like um, young students and mm-hmm. whoever, you or I, you know, can go down there with him and he'll uh, translate. Okay. And, uh, so do you feel like there's a lot of people who, who help translate down there if uh, somebody who doesn't speak Spanish goes? I mean, uh, mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like there's a lot of that. Yes. So um, there are people on the one-way staff that are translators, so... If anyone goes at any point and is not bilingual, they will definitely feel included and loved and involved mm-hmm. and be supported Super in that cool. way. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I would, at some point, I want to go on one of these trips to just... This is one of the main reasons me and Johnny wanted to, to do this is to um, share with people that they mm-hmm. can come Recruit. and that they can yes. see what the Lord is doing. It's um, usually like a week trip, yeah. right, mm-hmm. that Johnny goes down yeah. for. Yeah. yeah, because it's one thing to share with um, people what the Lord is doing and ask for financial support. But if you actually get to come and, and see, see in person what the Lord is doing through um, these people who have sacrificed a lot in their life to serve the Lord and serve the, the people of San Lorenzo and Guatemala in a whole, then... They're like, wait, actually, I want to give as much as I can mm-hmm. to what the Lord is doing. Um, sure. And so, and also just the hands and feet of being there so that people, they have support to to build the homes. They have support to put in the water filters and the stoves and to do the soccer programs and to teach English, all of those things. We talk about business a lot, and all of, uh, there's two other guys that we do this podcast with, and all four of us are just mm-hmm. like super, we, we love business and uh, we love Jesus and we in business you talk a lot of bit about 
a lot about return on investment, ROI, what's your return on investment. And one thing that I'm just sitting here thinking about is like the dollars that we give, we have to pray about maximizing mm-hmm. uh, the investment that those dollars make, right? So when you give a dollar, like to me, every every dollar that I spend in business, I think, well, how's that going to return to me? Mm-hmm. And I think we have to view that same way as far as every dollar that we give to organizations, how is that dollar returning to the kingdom of God? Mm-hmm. And what difference is it making? And if I give $1,000 to this organization, you know, is it is there a chance, is there a likelihood that, you know, 50 people can get saved? Because mm-hmm. that's the ultimate, that's the ultimate way to count an investment. Yeah, um, for sure. Or if I give $1,000 here, then you know, one person. Now I know we cannot predict that. Mm-hmm. I know, but I think getting there and seeing those things uh, would be a major uh, magnifying glass on how well those uh, donations yes. could, could help. Yeah. Yes. And I think Johnny could tell you too. And I think, you know, Anna's <clears throat> um, sitting here telling you as well. Johnny has asked me to go down several times and it just, it's like it never works out, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just ch- me chasing kids and business and but yeah, we, we really need to all, you know, take a minute and go down. He said it'll change your life. That's really said, it'd be cool he, for us. He for said, us I went. promise you, it's going to be life changing, mm-hmm. and uh, make no mistake about it. I've heard, I mean, I've heard that from anybody who went to like a third world type yeah. country. Like, get outside of what you see here in the United States mm-hmm. every day. Slow down, sure, and and really focus on the Lord, mm-hmm. and like do those things like ATL. I mean, we can do those things here, yeah, and we can find people here that need Jesus as well. It's really hard, mm-hmm. you know. I'm sure it's not easy there, but it's really hard because we are so we're so inwardly focused in our mm-hmm. culture, yeah. and, and that forces that would force us to get out of that. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. Awesome. All right. Do you know the website for One Way, or do you just text it to mm-hmm. Sean, and I'll we'll put it, it yeah. on the yeah. link we'll put it on, there. Yeah. on the link in YouTube. Appreciate everybody joining us today, uh, Anna. Thank you for being here. It's been yeah. wonderful. It was a to joy. It was. Um, and uh, we'll be praying for you. When are you leaving? Um, hopefully the second week of May. May? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, we'll be praying for her. Y'all pray for Anna uh, and her trip down to Guatemala. You will be there projectedly for how long? At least three years. Okay, wow. Yeah. No trips home for, like, Christmas and stuff? I will. I have to come back every six months because of visa okay. issues. Okay, you'll yeah. be back and forth, but three years, pretty solid. Yeah. Okay. Y'all be praying for Anna. Look in the links below to see how you can support either One Way Missions or Anna in Adventures in Mission. Appreciate you joining us. Go out and kick the day in the face, and we'll catch you on the next one.